and welcome to episode 566 of So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast that's all about writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo. I'm CEO of the Australian Writer Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses, and I'm your host. What have you been up to this week? I have been making key lime pie. Uh, my friend Michelle Barraclough gave me this recipe. She also has a fantastic podcast, by the way, called Writer's Book Club and was highly recommended in the Rochelle Prize. So, you know, she's kind of amazing. Anyway, I gave Michelle some limes off my lime tree. I have a very abundant and verdant lime tree and a lemon tree as well. And she made key lime pie and sent me a pic of her pie. And it looks so amazing that I had to ask her for the recipe. And I absolutely loved it. Oh, I mean, fortunately, it was a success, yes. But I've probably eaten more key lime pie than a human should. But what can I say? I love limes. I love lime curd. I love biscuit base more than all of the above. Anyway, enough about the pie. I have been doing a lot of reading and writing this week as well. This episode's fun fact for you though is, now, okay, most of us have heard of a trilby, right? It's the hat that's often the choice of people like Justin Timberlake, Selena Gomez, Rihanna, even Kate Middleton has worn trilbies, Um, Inspector Clouseau, sometimes Frank Sinatra. Anyhow, nice hat, Not quite something I would wear myself, but I'm not really a hat person. But the fun fact for this week is the Trilby is actually named after a play. And the play itself was a stage adaptation of George du Maurier's 1894 novel, Trilby. And in the play, the character of Trilby O'Farrell, who is a young bohemian woman, wore the new style of hat. And forever afterwards, the character became synonymous with the hat. So there you go. There's your fun fact for this week. Now that you've learned about the origin of the Trilby, let's move on to our writer in residence. Today I'm talking to Joanne Spears. Joanne's debut novel is Second Chance Love in Point Perry, and she has such an interesting journey to publication, to becoming a romance author, including a slight and very successful diversion into another career in the industry. Thanks so much for joining us today, Joanne. Thank you, Valerie. It's so nice to have, have for you to have me here. <laughs> Thank you. Very excited about your uh, debut novel, Second Chance Love in Point Perry. For those who haven't got their hands on a copy yet, um, can you tell us what it's about? Sure, I can. Thank you. It's about a grieving and guilt-ridden widow and a single dad who has a cheeky little five-year-old boy and his ex-wife comes back to town and causes havoc for all of them. So it's really a story about their two broken hearts and how they can learn to live and love again um, and really a story about hope. What made you want to write this book? Like, where did the idea come from? Um, Well, the inspiration of this book actually came from my mum and it was never going to be a novel. So um, my mum and I were talking about doing a cookbook and trying to collate some um, handwritten recipes that were in my family and create a a cookbook for them. But unfortunately, she passed away. Um, and then I fell into a bit of a deep hole after she passed away. It was um, I found it really hard to find my feet again after, you know, being through that emotional roller coaster with her and I kind of came out the other end and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a career. Everyone else went back to their work and I was left and I really didn't know what I was doing. And eventually there was a couple of my really good friends kind of said to me, Joe, why don't you just try writing, get the 
crap out of your head and just kind of write and see if that makes you feel better. So that's kind of how it all started. And I started writing and blogging and one thing led to another. And then I had this seed of an idea about, you know, how would I cope in the situation of, of losing a loved one or my husband or my children? And then it was like the what if and the what would I do and where would I go and how would I feel if I fell in love again or would I want to fall in love? And, and that's kind of how the story came about. And um, I wanted to create and, and set it into a, a town that really meant a lot for me. So Point Perry is a fictional town, but it's set um, in the small country area where I grew up. And there were lots of uh, memories of my mum at this small little country town. And I really wanted to do justice to um, my childhood and growing up. So that's kind of how the story came. So I don't come from a writing background. I never wrote before. I was a voracious reader. and um, But, yeah, it was really my mum passing away that, you know, started me on my writing journey and um yeah so nine years later she passed away nine just on nine years ago so you know um the book's come out and it's not a cookbook <laughs> um no. so, yeah, kind of, yeah. so what's so that being a cookbook it's, it's yeah it's nothing like a cookbook <laughs> so you started writing just to you know it's almost like like journaling really and and yeah. blogging is kind of like journaling yeah. so how long were you doing that for before you thought I might you know, uh, write fiction? Yeah, well, it kind of started, I was probably blogging for maybe about 12 months and then, um, you know, the, the, the seed kind of planted itself in the back of my head and I was kind of like, and it just kind of kept chipping away and growing and and then it kind of started and then I started kind of visualising visualizing scenes of this book and, and, you know, but I was kind of putting myself in the scenes of, you know, how I would feel and, um, you know, having going through the grief and that sort of thing. So that's kind of how the, the the seed of the story grew. So I suppose it was just a natural progression for me. And But in saying that, I had no idea how to write a book. So I then had to go off and learn, <laughs> learn how to actually write a book, <laughs> which is a whole other story. <laughs> so you've actually done lots of courses at the Australian Writers' Centre and yeah. one of them was romance writing. So yes. why did you decide to do that course um, and what did you get out of it? Yeah, so I suppose for me, um, as I said before, I'd never written before. So for me, you know, to start writing this story, I was really craving anything related to to craft, the craft of writing, whether it be, you know, dialogue or grammar and punctuation, which I did through Australian Writers Centre. Like I did a lot of courses around craft as well. And I was always kind of finding that there weren't a lot of courses that were specific for romance writers. Um, they were either very generic or they were for something else. So, um, you know, romance has these wonderful um you know, things that we have to have in romance books, you know, there are there are points that we have to to hit about um, you know, the the dark moments and the, you know, throwing all the obstacles at the the couples and the internal conflict and the external conflict to to build all that emotion up. And and I didn't really know how to go about doing that. And and that was one of the great things with um your your course was that it covered all of those things. It covered all the things that I needed to have in that book, whether it was from you know, the characters or all the, you know, hundreds of different tropes I could look at and and the genres, there's so many different romance genres as well. So it was such a great course to give me a lot of knowledge around not just specifically what I was writing about, but the actual romance writing industry because, you know, we are one of the most read in the world. So I really wanted to make sure that, that I got it right and I really wanted to make sure I delivered on my promise to my readers as well. So, um, and Pamela is just a, an amazing facilitator. I've met her a few times and she's just lovely and she knows her stuff and, 
there was just so much in that course and, you know, I've kept all of the resources that I could print out and I keep referring back to them if I'm getting stuck with certain things as well. So um, so it was absolutely just great to have a, a romance-specific course that wasn't, you know, generalising for anything else. So tell me, talk me through the timeline to publication. I'd love yeah. uh, listeners to get an idea of the actual steps in the journey and how yeah. long they took so yeah. maybe from when the idea came and you started writing yeah, actual yeah. writing to 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 publication yeah so for me it was a seven-year journey so um and I you know writers sometimes are very quick but this is also my debut novel so I know I'm in the very fortunate category of a debut book that's been published as well so I suppose for me once I realised that I was going to actually write this story. Um, I started writing it and I was drafting it and I joined up also with Writers Essay and I went through a manuscript incubator course there to learn the craft of writing. So every month we would go and do a uh, a course, whether it was on dialogue or character and that sort of thing. So um, I went through that course and I met the wonderful Victoria Perman at that course and she's a huge advocate for romance and she took me under her wing as I was the only romance writer in that course and she introduced me to Romance Writers of Australia and basically said to me, next year, Joe, you're coming to the conference and you're going to pitch this story. Um, so the next year, the following year, I went to Sydney, which was five years ago, just a few months, uh, just a few weeks ago. So five years ago, I pitched my story um, at the Romance Writers Conference in Sydney and I pitched to um, the wonderful Joe McKay from Harlequin as well as a few other um, publishers there. And she was like, yep, yeah, this is great. Can you send... Um, send it through and she requested the entire manuscript which at that, at that stage was 107,000 words and a total mess so yeah it was like wow so I sent it through to her and um, I got some amazing feedback I actually got feedback which was basically it's too many words um, you need to cut out some chapters you need to do some more work on it um, can you go away and work on it again and they um, luckily gave me an option to review and resubmit. So I went off and reviewed it and sent it off to a structural editor and it then came back at 70,000 words. So she went chop, 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 chop. You're waffling, Joe, but you had a, you know, but you've got a really great story. So I then let it sit for a while because I then had no idea what to do. And then in the meantime, I actually, um, from the feedback I got from my editor, I actually decided I might like to be an editor myself. So I then went through and got on my training to be an editor, which I once again did quite a few of your courses on grammar and punctuation. And then... Um, yes, you did copywriting essentials yes, and editing essentials yes. and yeah, grammar and punctuation. <laughs> You've done a few. So, so I did all of those and set up my editing business and, and that was all going swimmingly. And then um, last year I was kind of like, I really need to get this story out. So this was three years down the track of me sitting on my story, really learning about what it needed to be the best possible story to send back because I knew the review and resubmit would be my last chance to submit it to Harlequin and Harlequin were my dream publisher. That's who I wanted to be published with. So with all the knowledge I gained over my editing and, and working on um, all of my clients' romance manuscripts that I edit, I, I knew what I needed to do. I sent it off to some beta readers and I got some amazing feedback and then I went through um, my manuscript again and it then became 83,000 words. It was a story I fell in love with again and I sent it back to Harlequin um, in September of last year um, and then I got offered a contract in February of this year, So, which was amazing. And then I've, I've just recently been published. So it's pretty much five years from pitching the story to publication. Kind of and because there was a three-year gap where you went 
sort of on a parallel path. It was still yeah. in the industry of writing and editing, yes. but you kind yeah. of started doing something else while that while it brewed in your yes. in your head. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a I'm a huge advocate for letting it sit. Maybe not for three years, but I suppose for me, that's what I felt it needed. Like I felt like I really needed to get a strong grasp of um, what I you know, really what I needed to do to the story to really amp it from, you know, good to great so that they could then go, yeah, this is a story that we want to put the, you know, the Harlequin and the Escape Publishing name to. And so it's 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 now out now and out. <laughs> so exciting. That's just brilliant. Yeah. What's the plan now? Are you writing the next one? What what are you doing? Yeah, so um, so I've created this this amazing town of um, small country town of Point Perry. So um, I'm planning a series of four books, all set in Point Perry. They'll all be standalone, but it'll be all set in the, the same the same world. So there'll be some sub characters. There'll still be Marge from the cafe and Art Lilac in their beautiful lilac with their walking frame, walking around. And but I'm I'm pulling through some of the the sub characters that will have their own stories. And um, you know, each book I I really try to focus in on a theme as well. So, um, you know, the, the overarching theme of um, second chance love was obviously grief. And uh, the next book, which is called We Meet Again in Point Perry, uh, looked at things like, um, you know, addiction and recovering from injury and those sorts of things. Um, the third book, which is going to be called Never Been Kissed in Point Perry, um, I'm going to be looking a little bit at, at homelessness and body issues. So I'd like to also pull in some really meaningful themes Um to complement the romance side, because yes, you've got to have the romance and the happy ever after, but I like my characters to really have big emotions. I'm an empath, so I really feel lots of emotions as well. And that's how I how I like to write my characters is, is give them lots of, you know, drama and, and internal conflict that they really have to work through to, to come out the other end. So you've already thought through the themes for the next few mm. books. Have you already determined the plots as um, well? Uh, no. <laughs> so book two, I have a I have a plot and it's in the um early um messy stages of, you know, that first draft where I've got a loose, you know, a loose plot and I've definitely got scenes that I'm seeing in my head that I've that I'm writing down and, and that sort of thing as well. So um the, the second and the third and fourth book, um, I don't really have huge plots for. I have a general idea around what 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 they will be as well so for me it's just it's been an interesting process actually because book one I I pants my way through and it was you know I found it um quite easy because I visualized the story in my head but book, book two I'm not visualizing the story and I'm being called to plot which is a whole new school that I kind of have to to look at if I actually want to really sit down and, and plot it out or whether I, I'm, I'm still going to you know try to, to pants my way through it so it's um it's interesting how you know that the different journeys have been for the different books. So let's talk about because yeah, book one for anyone. It's just let's just see what do whatever. Yes, can see what yes. happens. <laughs> so let's talk about your process with book two because yes. um, are you saying that you're still de- deciding which way to go, how much to plot and how much to, yeah. to you know write intuitively? Yeah, I am. And it's 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 interesting. Like it's um I kind of thought it would just come naturally like book one, um, but it's not. Um and you know, a lot of authors talk about that, you know, waiting for the characters to talk to us. And I, and I'm one of those, like I'm my characters are kind of half talking to me, but they're kind of changing their mind as well. So um and but I think because as well I've been a bit on on a on a, a roller coaster the last few months with book launch and that sort of thing. And I haven't really had a lot of, you know, bum in seat time to really sit down and, and focus on writing book two either. And I think once I get that 
that time back in the next, um, you know, little while after the excitement dies down of, of this <laughs> book, I'll really be able to nut out exactly, you know, what's, what these characters are going through. And so what is the balance now of your editing, um, free, you know, freelance work yeah. um, and and writing? Uh, it's not a very good balance. <laughs> if, someone, if someone has the magic answer to how to balance, you know, work life or balance, you know, two different businesses, uh, please let me know. Um, you know, it's a challenge and I'm the first to admit that. It's, um, you know, I have a wonderful um, set of um self-publishing romance authors that I work with um, as well that are, are so understanding if, uh, you know, I'm a day or two late in getting things back to them. And I really try to, to find some time on the weekend to to sit and write. And at the moment, as, you know, things are coming into my head, I'm, I'm writing them down or jotting things on bits of paper and that sort of thing. So I'm still working on the story and it's, you know, I'm, I'm mulling and, and trying to nut out, you know, situations in my head and that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to be able to kind of just spend some time um, every day writing again, getting back into that groove. But what's the ratio? Like how much, what percentage is the editing and what percentage is the writing? Yeah, at the moment it's probably 90-10, 90% editing, 10% writing. Right, so okay. It's, um, I think that it's so <laughs> fascinating that you managed, I mean, that you have carved out this brand new career. Well, not yeah. only as a romance author, but also you carved out this brand new career after doing um, several courses at the Australian mm. Writers' Centre in the world mm. of editing. And you made the decision, I'm going to edit predominantly romance novels, yes. which is obviously yes. such a great practice uh, yeah. for you as well. Mm. Mm. Um what what how did you I think a lot of people would be interested in how did you get your first clients as a an editor of romance novels yeah that's um a great question it actually once I set my business up I think it took me about six months to get my first client um I was also I'm also trained as a transcriptionist so at the very start I was very much trying to get anything I could do so whether it was transcription um, I'm a trained proofreader as well so I was just trying to grab little bits from anywhere um, but I didn't actually get my first manuscript until six months into it and once again it, it came through the Romance Writers of Australia um, you know it was really about you know in that's in the last five years of you know it's really about getting involved in in the community that you want to work in and be a part of and building those relationships and those networks which as an introvert is really hard for me but it's such an amazing community um, and that's where I got my first client from. And then from that client, um, you know, it's she's referred someone else and, you know, it's just then becomes a, a word of mouth, which has been amazing for me. So um, I'm now at the stage where I'm, I'm fully booked and through until the end of next year and it's purely word of mouth or repeat clients who just keep booking their manuscripts back in, whether it's, you know, for proofreading a couple of books a year or, uh, you know, editing a book a year or, you know, it's it's just been an amazing journey and it's, it's been a testament to really being involved in the community and finding the group fantastic. Of yeah, being booked yeah. out till the end of next yeah, year. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And so, but what was the initial decision? Like, what was the driver to? I'm going to start a new business, and I think it might be. In, in yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So before I was um, in this particular industry, I was um, working for a fashion stylist so which was totally different to obviously what I do now um but I had a bit of a mental breakdown and I had a panic massive panic attack which was um really major for me and it, it kind of um 
really spurred me on to look at what I wanted in my life. So, and this was also the very start of COVID. So I think, you know, this happened in January. We got hit with COVID, I think, in, in March. So um, after a panic attack, I then um, left the lady that I was working for and I set up my editing business because I'd done all my training um, and I was just waiting for the opportunity to, to start it. So I was kind of like, this means, you know, the silver lining, which, you know, as bad as it was as, at the time, the silver lining was I was able to kind of go, okay, I'm going to set my business now and just see what happens. So um, luckily through COVID, people were still writing, <laughs> which was, you know, we are all stuck at home and people were still writing. And, um, you know, we were, you know, you know, we were interacting, interacting, you know, online and that sort of thing. So that was a really great way for me to get to know people through, you know, Facebook chat groups and Instagram and that sort of thing. And that's really how I built up my Went up my profile as an editor as well and got my clients. So, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, before we wrap up, I want to point out to listeners that Second Chance Love in Point Perry was runner-up in the Romance Writers of Australia Valerie Parve Award and was long-listed for the Romance Writers of Australia Emerald Award the following year. Wow. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> when Okay, um, let's talk about the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you feel when you found that out? I, I literally, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I mean, Valerie Parve is an absolute institution in yes. the romance industry. Um, and it was, you know, so that was, you know, we were so devastated when she she passed away as well. So um, you know, just to be in um a to enter a competition, you know, um that she was running and to have the possibility of even being mentored by her was just amazing and to to be finalist and then but to be announced runner-up was just um, mm. amazing. And I thought, wow, because she was the final judge. So I thought, wow, you know, if she thinks that highly of my work, I've, I've obviously got something that is worth me investing some more time in and, um, you know, in, in, in time in myself and, and my craft as well. So, but that was just an amazing, you know, experience to be at the, you know, the, the gala dinner and have my name called out as a runner-up and, um, I'm still, you know, I still look at the certificate and go, you know, wow, this actually <laughs> this actually talk, happened to me. Talk to me about, um, I don't know, was it a phone call, an email or whatever, of when you found out that you were going to be published by Harlequin? So um, it was um, email. So, um, so my publisher, um, Suzanne O'Sullivan at um, HarperCollins, we were emailing backwards and forwards a little bit. And it kind of started around November. We were kind of emailing back and forward a little bit. So um, she picked it up um, because the the lady that was there before had gone on maternity leave. So she had come on board um, at HarperCollins and she picked it up and had absolutely loved my story. So we were emailing backwards and forwards. So I knew she was interested. Um, but it wasn't until um, February when I actually got the email from her saying, you know, we want to offer you a contract with Escape Publishing. And I literally, I cried, I messy cried. <laughs> I rang my husband and he was like, are you okay? Are you having another panic attack? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I've just got a book contract. So, and I'm still pitching myself. I literally still, you know, can't believe it. You know, it was just the whole, I'm now a published author. I'm now a Harlequin author. Is that an absolute dream come true for me? So, you know, I'm, a, I'm from the country, a little country girl from, you know, I went to a little rural school, you know, to kind of see how far I've come as well. It's just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just pinching myself. 
Oh, I'm just so happy for you. Oh, look, <laughs> congratulations, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> everyone, get a um, get your hands on Second Chance Love in Point Perry. I have no doubt that this is only just the beginning, and I can't wait to see what you do next, Joanne. Oh, thank you, Valerie, and thank you so much for Australian Writers Centre. You guys um, are great, and I and I recommend to a lot of my clients that email me wanting to know what courses they can do you guys are always on the top of the list because you just cover everything and are amazing so I thank you as well because I probably wouldn't be here without you guys so you're awesome thank you oh you're so lovely you did all the hard work Joanne so <laughs> all credit to you um, yeah. awesome thank you so much thank you This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, a world leader in writing courses. If you're a fan of romantic fiction and would love to write stories in this hugely popular market, our self-paced course in romance writing will be your perfect match. Romance is the biggest selling genre in fiction and many may think it's easy to write, but a good romance novel is much more than a love story. In fact, more than any other genre, there are crucial structural beats your story must hit to truly captivate your readers and have them coming back for more. This online course is your ultimate guide to writing romance novels that sell. Discover everything you need to know from the key tropes, conventions and reader expectations to the variety of subgenres and publishing options available. You'll cover how to craft a tightly structured story, one that's filled with believable characters and intimacy, as well as the right level of heat for your book category. Most importantly, you'll learn the techniques to ensure a satisfying climax every time. And because this is one of our online self-paced courses, you'll enjoy instant access and can learn at your own pace with 12 months access to all course materials. You can find out more at writerscentre.com.au slash romance.